Thanks for hanging in there. It's Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston. Again, happy Sunday. The holidays are upon us. That means a lot of partying, a lot of maybe drinking and driving, which we don't like. So today, joining me right now is Trooper Josh Lewis from the Colorado State Patrol. Josh, how are you? We're doing well. Thanks for having me today. Well, it's our pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. It's interesting the timing of you and I talking where I just had read where fatalities in Colorado involving impaired drivers are up 15% from last year. 221 people have lost their lives, the highest since 2004, and those numbers are not good, are they? And you're absolutely correct, and unfortunately that number only deals with driving under the influence. We're actually at about uh, 600 lives lost in Colorado so far this year. Uh, it is, unfortunately, uh, one of the, the highest numbers we've seen in about 15 years or so. Um, and, and ultimately, it comes down to we need help. We, we need people to take this personal responsibility in order to uh, keep the roadway safe for everybody as much as possible. Yeah, it, it's tragic. But during the holiday time, I know, uh, uh, Trooper or Lewis, that we've talked more about impaired driving. Maybe we can just discuss what's the legal limit for alcohol and how can you get a DUI under that limit to that people should be aware of if they're out doing parties and driving yeah and that's a great question uh you know we'll we'll put this out and say that what's what's legal is not always legal and certainly what's legal is uh not always best practice so when it comes down to dui by the numbers a point zero five is considered driving uh while ability impaired so to the slightest degree essentially um and you would expect to be arrested at that point. And that's only, we're really talking about maybe three shots, three drinks, something like that can get you there very, very quickly. Uh, what the what everybody usually refers to as driving under the influence is that point zero eight. Um, you'll absolutely be arrested for that. Um, but the reality is, if you're going to be drinking at all, period, have an understanding of what it's going to do to your system. Have that plan in place before that drink ever comes anywhere near you, to be able to plan accordingly, to have the sober driver, to have the ride share, to have a place to sleep, uh, something before you are tempted to get behind the wheel. Turn those keys over. Make sure that it, it's never even a consideration or a possibility if you're going to be drinking because the reality is as soon as you take a drink, your ability to operate a, a, a motor vehicle, a heavy machine, as it were, goes down and it does only take one or two drinks to see the effects of that even if we call it quote unquote legal if we can prove that you are impaired to the slightest degree then you're driving into the influence and it's a danger yeah i think a lot of people i hear this too in my neighbor well i'm just going two blocks away i'm sure i'm going to be fine that's not the case at all is it not at all i mean we we see these crashes for uh, folks are, are doing exactly like you said, the neighborhood bar. They're going to you know to and from friends' houses, uh, bar hopping, going from one party to the next that are extremely close. Well, if they're that close, you can arrange that sober driver or you can simply walk. There are options, and that's what we're trying to push out there. Know what your options are. Take those options. Getting behind the wheel under the influence of anything is never, never an option. No, and I think it's like you said just a little while ago, planning ahead is imperative, right? And that's, yes, you're exactly right. Planning ahead, know what's going to be happening, whether you're the designated driver and not drinking at all, or you have the somebody that you're turning your keys over, you're spending the night, whether it's a ride share, 
Um, you know, CDOT, our partners over there have done fantastic in helping to make ride shares cheaper where you can get coupons and vouchers and discounts. Um, even if that's not the case, if you're paying full price for a taxi or an RTD pass, Uber, Lyft, any of these ride shares, it's always going to be infinitely cheaper than even a best case scenario DUI, quote unquote, that I call it, uh, where if you get pulled over, you get stopped, you get arrested for a DUI, you're looking at upwards of $13,000. Wow. And that's if nobody was hurt, injured, or there was no crash involved. And, and is that an immediate jail sentence or do you have to have like a, a couple of DUIs? How does that work? No, that's the that can be a first time DUI offense. I mean, once we start getting into multiple DUIs, that's when we start looking at possible uh, felony uh, charges and convictions as a result. But yeah, thirteen thousand dollars for a first time DUI offense. When you start factoring in everything that goes into it, things uh, as simple as having license revoked and needing to pay to to get that back, alcohol classes, fines, court costs, insurance fees, tow fees, impound fees. Um, bail, all of these things that get factored into it. And that goes on your record for forever. It's going to stay there. It's going to linger with you. Wow. People don't know that. I'm glad you told them. Uh, but let me ask you, why does impaired driving it seems to be kind of a big deal in Colorado, a big issue for us? Why is that? You know, if we could answer that, then that maybe solve all kinds of problems. But ultimately, it's a question we're still asking ourselves. Uh, you know, we Colorado happens to be oftentimes, in a lot of people's mind, beer capital of the world. When you look at all the microbreweries and, and different areas, uh, different um, the economy or, around alcohol and, and what that is. Uh, but the reality is we're still trying to figure out this is not anything new that that we're preaching, that we're educating of getting behind the wheel after having even just a few is dangerous. And yet people a lot of us, we have this mindset as human beings of, well, it's never going to happen to me. It'll happen to somebody else, uh, but not me. I'm okay. I'm different than anybody else. And the reality is it's simply not true. Um, We are all subject to the same physics, the same laws, the same impacts of what happens, no matter who we think we are or what has happened in the past. So it it ultimately comes down to, um, by that same token, taking that personal responsibility, understanding what your options are, and planning accordingly. Talking with Trooper Josh Lewis from the Colorado State Patrol. And, Josh, I know it's holiday time, and what's the State Patrol doing to stop drunk driving? And you guys are out everywhere, I know that. We are out everywhere. In fact, uh, all throughout the holidays, it's certainly continuing into New Year's, the beginning of the year as well. You're going to see increased uh, patrols and presence, uh, not just for Colorado State Patrol, but other law enforcement officers. Uh, we're going to be out, and we're, we're looking for those signs, those indicators of driving into the influence. In fact, we will have extra patrols where that is their sole focus. They're, they're not going out there and covering crashes. They're not out there trying to find those, those other violations other than driving under the influence. That's their sole goal for, for their shift. Um, you're going to be seeing that. Again, going back to our partners over at CDOT, you're going to be seeing the, the opportunities to be able to take things like ride shares, um, RTD, and, and public transportation. Uh, those options are out there. There's a, uh, a lot of different coupons and discount codes that you can utilize. And, and we're partnering up with that because that's a fantastic way to be able to help keep your safe, uh, yourself safe yeah. and others safe by taking these options. Well, then you guys also set up those little 
things on the road where you just start pulling cars over. What do you call that? It's like a hot, I call it the hot zone, but it's not a hot zone where you guys just start pulling cars over. Right, a DUI checkpoint. Yeah. Um, we we do utilize those, but fairly infrequently. We've found that uh, if people know that we are out and actively patrolling versus being stationary in one area, they're a little bit more likely to, to actually make those plans and understand that they can get stopped anywhere versus just having to avoid one or two certain areas. So in, instead of having a stationary in one spot, you'll usually see us out patrolling. And, and the other thing is, just because you don't see us out patrolling in a certain area doesn't mean we're not there. Yeah, you guys are sneaky like that. Well, sometimes we have to be, but hey, as long as it keeps everybody as safe as possible, and you know, ultimately, it comes down to that voluntary compliance. If folks are are, if nothing else, worried about getting stopped, getting that ticket, doing that jail time, if that's enough right there to convince them to do the right thing, then hey, that's a win-win scenario for everybody. Absolutely. Um, but certainly, we're, you know, we want to push that that safety aspect of keeping everybody as safe as possible, no matter what. Yeah. And I know with the holidays and all the party and people out late, you need a little help, those troopers from the Colorado State Patrol. So what can I do? What can we do as drivers if we see something that we're suspicious of? Can we call it in? How do we help you? Absolutely. If you see what you believe is uh, driving under the influence or even just dangerous driving behaviors that are putting uh, yourself, other people at risk, um, that constitutes an emergency. Uh, We have our non-emergency line, the Star 277, Star CSP, that you can utilize from any cell phone anywhere in the state of Colorado. We'll take you to the local dispatch center. Uh, They'll ask you some questions about it, but um, you can dial 911 if somebody is driving recklessly, dangerously. Um, that will take you to uh, the, the closest local dispatch, and it gets aired out in order to try and find that. Um, one of the biggest things, in addition to if you see it, uh, to, to contact something, is we're asking people to be the example, uh, asking them to you know, put those, uh, those keys away, make sure that they have their plans in place, making sure they're planning for other people as well, especially if you're hosting any type of holiday or New Year's Eve party. Make sure you have the plans to allow people to stay over at your place. Uh, you have this, the sober designated driver who, you know, they, they don't have any alcoholic drinks. Have that plan for those folks who maybe don't want to drink or celebrate sure. that way. Um, you know, just, just be that person who is taking care of your guests uh, as best as possible or be the person who's willing to, go out there at 3 o'clock in the morning and start picking people up. Well, there's a good idea. never thought about that. But what I do want to ask you, Josh, I had a friend do this once, and it was it was a New Year's Eve, and he was following somebody that was a, having a problem, came to a stoplight. He actually got out of the car and approached the guy in the car ahead of him. I don't think that's a good idea. Do you? It is not a good idea. So we, we certainly appreciate the sentiment behind it, but you have no idea what's going on with that. Um, it, it's the, the level of danger that you're putting yourself in. We're never going to ask you to do that. Even when we ask you to call, when you see something like that, we ask you not to put yourself into danger. Don't follow them to different locations. Don't get so close that you're putting yourself and others in harm uh, just by being that close. Um, you know, t- Take your own precautions as well. But do not take the the matters into your own hands. Not at all. Okay. My neighbor who's listening, listen to what Josh said and don't be a hero. (laughs) (laughs) He scared me when he talked about it. Are you crazy? What are you doing? Absolutely. And it comes back again. You have no idea what's going on. And especially if you don't have the, the training, the equipment, the backup, everything that goes along with it. 
please let us handle it. Let us know. Give us the information, but please don't don't take the matters into your own hands. Good idea. Let me ask you this, Josh, about marijuana. Is it legal stuff here in Colorado? Do you have a lot of problems with that? And how do you know the difference between alcohol and marijuana? Do you pull people over? I'm sure you do. How does that all work, though? Yeah, absolutely. So it's not quite what, uh, you know, Cheech and Chong would have you believe. The smoke <laughs> is billowing out, although, yeah, we have seen that as well. Um, but the, the reality is we're still seeing a lot of the same indicators and factors. Uh, we're still seeing the weaving. We're seeing uh, the headlights being off at night. Uh, one of the top reasons we stop people and ultimately end up arresting them for driving in an influence is still speeding. Um, so when you start doing things like, uh, be it alcohol, be it marijuana, be it any type of prescription drug or other narcotic, if it impairs your ability to drive safely and you get behind the wheel and then you start uh, combining it with these other dangerous driving factors like speeding or like bad lane changes, like improper equipment uh, not being used, um, all of these just up that uh, that danger quotient incredibly high, and that's what we're looking for. Um, so, yes, our officers are trained, uh, and not just troopers, but officers across the state, to be able to tell the difference between uh, alcohol, marijuana, and other substances. We go through training, things like A-Ride. We also have drug recognition experts. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down to the lit litmus test on the side of the road, officer discretion, uh, based on the, the totality of the circumstances. Is this person safe to continue driving their vehicle based on what we observe and what they have consumed? So at all across the board, you just got to stop doing it. Well, anytime, anytime, but really during the holidays. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where we have the, that attention, that focus. I mean, it started... Uh, you know, around Halloween, where we start really pushing the safety because of so many parties and people celebrating, and, and it continues to go on to long weekends uh, like Veterans Day and certainly Thanksgiving holidays through Christmas and, and, of course, now New Year's as well. We continue to see it, but these aren't the only times of the year. It is a year-long issue that sure. we continue to fight and deal with. Um, it's not just holidays. It's not just long weekends. You know, this is a responsibility 365 for every single one of us. Well, Trooper Josh Lewis, Colorado State Patrol, thanks for those words of advice. I hope people will definitely take them to mind and be careful this holiday season. And you be careful out there, too, Sergeant. Oh, sorry, I want to give you a Bye. promotion. So, <laughs> trooper. <laughs> no worries. I'll let my bosses know. Yeah, tell them. I'll recommend you for that. So uh, thank you again for sharing some time with us on Mile High Magazine, and have a great holiday. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You guys, too, have a great holiday, and we'll talk to you next Sunday.